Welcome to another episode of the Tailgate Pod. My name is Mike, and I'm so excited that you are here listening to us. Welcome to all of you listening, wherever you may be, uh, across the military highway, mm. across, uh, honestly, across the nation, really across the world. That's right. That's right. Of course, I want to welcome the guest of honor, oh, the boy. Riley Halliday. Oh, man. This Once is... again, welcome to the Tailgate Pod, my friend. Glad to have you. So good to see you, bro. Glad to be here. And um, yeah, real quick, just want to give a shout out to all the listeners. Um, I was looking at some of the, they send you like an email whenever you like have a podcast and I didn't know this stuff. Uh, yeah. Mike is the genius behind actually making this thing go. Um, he's he's the guy willing to figure it out. So uh, I got this email talking about the number of like downloads from the pod and the number of hours logged for listening. And dude, I was blown away uh, when I realized um, that there's this actual tailgate tribe out there listening to this content yeah. being a part of the conversation um and again i just want to thank all y'all for that i hope this has been adding value to your life um and it certainly is encouraging to know that that y'all are out there and uh being engaged so so thank you awesome yeah so uh man we got a been a pretty busy turn of the year for, for both of us yeah man is it still january oh my god it is, it is still january actually i woke up this morning and there was a I'm just going to say it, and, and you know what, for all of you that are in heavy snow states, oh, just man. pardon me, but there was a light dusting of snow Dude, I saw on that. my car this morning. I was like, man, that's kind of cool. <laughs> so for I know I know for those of you that are in Missouri, Liaron and Stacy, I know y'all are probably like, that's not snow. Yeah, they cool, need a man. snow plow hey, out there. Like for us, it's snow. <laughs> <laughs> we love y'all. So uh, yeah, yeah, so... Turn, turn of the year, things are, we're in full gear. We are officially in 2021. Festivities mm. are behind us. Wow. Like we we just passed MLK Day, so like we're we're full on into Rock 2021. Yeah, dude. So, um, what's going on with you, man? How are things going? Dude, you, you've been setting relocating, lead pastor. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's yeah, that's an update. Lead pastor, man of church, VA. So we are gonna be a part of a church planting movement, um, plant churches in the Hamptons roads and, and beyond. So, um, yeah, super thankful for that. Super pumped. Um, man, great life giving church. I was able to kind of step into oversight of, um, uh, so shout out to Chris Halloran, um, team Halloran. Cause man, their, their whole family was just invested. Yeah. And, um, you know, man of church, Newport news. So, uh, again, just super thankful to be pastoring there. And, um, yeah, bro, the, the bittersweet thing about it is moving houses Oh my God, <laughs> bro. Like, so it's a seller's market. So we're, we're thrilled to have our house on the market. Uh, the flip side of that is when it comes to trying to buy a house, yeah. bro, I kid you not. We set up seven showings. Like we picked seven houses yeah. that we were going to go look at on a Thursday night, Friday morning. When we got up to go look at the houses, all of them were pending. Like, I don't understand like, That's crazy, man. Again, I'm, hey, if y'all are blessed like that, thank you. Like, I'm super, <laughs> su- super glad to know that there are people like that in the world. But I can't just buy a house without seeing it. Um, yeah. That and. Bro. No, that's not wise either. Well, that's, people are doing it. Um, so <laughs> we got some some bold bold people yeah, out man. there. Man. So it's it's a real aggressive uh, market. Yeah. A little bit of you know frustration there because that means we're commuting back and forth uh, from Fayetteville, North Carolina to Newport News, Virginia, <sighs> doing man. that every week. Um, again, by God's grace, He's just providing for that. But uh, we would like to to kind of settle in a little bit. That'd and, be nice. Um, yeah, yeah, that would be nice. So we know God's funneling us to the mm-hmm. right property. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of PCSing. Um, so shout out to all the military, man. Like having to Y'all pack up time. short yeah. notice, mm-hmm. like, hey, we got orders, we're out. Whew. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. even with uh, with the traffic management office and all that, oh, that yeah. kind of uh, go the the assistance that that you get as being part of the military. Uh, it's not easy. No man, it's not. I mean, getting sacrifice. up and moving is just not easy, right? Uh, so and then and, and when you get you got a family, you got to have conversations. You got to say goodbye. You got to yep. say goodbye to people, your your wife's friends, and then your your kids' friends, and it's just tough. Yeah, it's bro. tough, and yeah. it's it's definitely transition from one place to another. It's not uh, it's not for the faint of heart. I will say that. Mm. So we got uh, we are in February. We're gonna be in February here soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Valentine's Day is coming up, man. That's right. Get, was, get your chocolates. Get your cards. That's get right. ready. Get some flowers. You gotta yeah. have flowers. Get the flowers. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got you gotta have a plan, guys. I'm just gonna tell y'all, you gotta have a plan. We told you Th- this is your heads yeah, up. There you go. You so can't you, say you can't say you forgot. It's like Mike and Riley did. No, no, no. We we told you. We so, told y'all. Like, yeah. hey, y'all gotta have a plan. Do do something special for y'all's wives uh, this year. Uh, just because like i'm not gonna give you a reason why just because man that's it uh so bro i heard um that i'm gonna steal this so i was listening to a pastor he was talking um just about you know couples and how you know guys are different from girls and that sort yeah. of thing and um he's like here's the thing that you have to know about about your spouse you have to give them what they need um and he's like for example um you have a car um you don't like gasoline you would never personally drink gasoline but you make sure you take your car to the gas station because your car needs gas. Yeah. That's Valentine's Day, fellas. Like, like you, you need, you, yes. Yeah, you you may not like flowers. Your woman likes flowers. Get that premium. So and get her, and get even her if what she, she says needs. she doesn't like flowers, get her, get flowers. her flowers. Do it. Like, just do it. Yep. Just do it. That's it, man. Just go above and beyond. Three dozen. That's Easy. the standard. I'm just going to tell you. Three dozen roses. <laughs> long stem. No, I'm just kidding. But give them, just give them out one at a time. <laughs> one at a time. That, there we a, go. That's a pro tip. I'm going to tell yeah. you right now. One flower is the same as 12. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Maybe maybe we this, we should not uh, shift the content of our podcast to uh, Valentine's Day advice. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I know we're we're also as part of our, our rhythm here at um, the churches in which we lead uh, here, Mana Church. We are uh, uh, gearing up for small groups. So yeah. essentially, we we do everything in small groups. We believe life change happens in small groups yep. and in relationships. So right. we, we want to create as many places for people to connect and be connected uh, within the church community as possible. And that's we believe that that's really where where life change happens. And um, I know we're gearing up with that. It's part of our our rhythm of life. Really, it's I mean it's basically been what what I've known for for a number of years now. Riley, same same with you for sure. Yeah. Um, and you know, on the heart of this podcast, really, the heart of it is to equip and empower our listeners to be who God has called them to be. We we want you to be exactly who God has called you to be. Nothing more, nothing less. Yeah. Uh, and what that looks like in your marriage, in your ministry, in your family, and really even in your workplace. Uh, we we hope that this equips and adds value uh, to your life, so that you can you can be that, so that it, it can help you uh, maybe get some tools or take some practical steps in um, in what God has called you to be. And we believe that for everybody. Actually, mm. we believe that for everybody. So in all these areas, if you're not married, well, then at some point you probably will be married. Sure. And, and we want to we want to equip you as well. Uh, if you're not working yet, well, you know, hey, maybe maybe your ministry is, is your home. Sure. You know, maybe your ministry is, is your home with your kids, and, and that's, yeah, that's, that's work what, for that's you That's your to workplace, do. yeah, because right, right. that's, that's work. Mm-hmm. So we do, whatever that looks like for you, we, we just want to make sure that, hey, we want to provide content that's going to help you grow into exactly who God has called you to be. It's good, good. So, Riley, I know you, y'all did a, a, a pretty cool 
like video oh. for, for y'all's <laughs> small, small group. groups. Yep. Uh, it's all all in this theme of, of find your team. Yeah. So you want you want to share with the listeners a little bit more about that video and yeah. how that kind of came about. It was pretty cool. Yeah. So I love our um, our creative folks. Um, so again, we're we're in that planting season, so we're you know building teams. So I kind of already had that mindset of like, okay, let's get these people on this team. Let's get these people on this team. Uh, basically, forming groups together of like minded individuals and. Um, yeah, we were kicking around ideas, and I, I just looked up and saw the number of folks, you know, the NFL playoffs are going on and stuff yeah. like that. So uh, Super Bowl Sunday is going to be coming up. Um, Tom Brady, I th- guess he cemented his legacy Dude, as GOAT. I mean, I, I don't, what, what in the world? <laughs> how, how do you even compete with that? He's dude? not He's we not can't. He's, he's a cyborg. Yeah. Um, anyways, so I, I see the number of people who just identify with their team. Like mm. you've never played for the New England Patriots, That's but right. you wear exclusively New England gear. Yeah. Like, so I just thought, you know what? That that's a great idea for small group Sunday. So kind of playing off Super Bowl Sunday, mm-hmm. um, the Pro Bowl will be happening when we have our small group Sunday. So it's like, you know what? Rep your team today. Uh, so we're gonna have fun with that theme. We're gonna help people get in groups, find their team. Um, but we also want to again have fun with that. So we'll do like some chips and dip in a nice social distance way, mm-hmm. um, and then have people wear jerseys of their favorite sports teams. So not just football. I mean, I'm probably gonna wear a Kobe jersey because yeah, know, I just, just got that Mamba mentality. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's that's the big idea. It's like, dude, that's identify good. with your team, like get in a group, and and let's go win this thing. So, yeah, I like that. I like, uh, you know, we talk about small groups and and finding your team. You know, th- there's some intentionality behind that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some intentional inten- intentionality, y'all. I can't talk. I'm sorry about that. So he needs, he needs more coffee. <laughs> we'll, I guess we'll I do. I need more coffee. So we're we're getting there. We're getting there. Oh, bro, what's up? Sorry, no, nah, do it. To- what's up, man? Totally. <laughs> so. I'm, I'm gonna leak something to to the listeners, um, and I want y'all, uh, those of you who pray, those of you who who talk to God, begin to pray about this. Uh, so you know, part of our rhythm too, we came off 21 days prayer and fasting, mm-hmm. and um, I felt like God just deposited a little bit more vision about the tailgate. And um, anyways, the the idea was this whole tailgate brewing company. Like like, yes. I don't know how that's gonna happen. I hope you're actually listening like the person who's going to start this maybe you're listening right yes now. uh but man what if we just had our own blend of coffee and um, you know maybe some other brews that we could just just kind of cook up and, and, <laughs> and make available so shameless plug uh that that's just some some dream that god kind of put in my heart so uh pray into it y'all hey if you feel like you're you could be part of that team mm. we want to ask you to start praying about come on that. come on somebody Let's get some ideas going for uh cooking up for that i love that I tailgate love that. brewing yeah i love that mm. So, um, so yeah, so finding your team, there's some intentionality behind that. There's definitely, um, uh, a thing where you, you come in and you, you're part of a, a church, you're part of a church community. I hope that you guys are involved and not honestly, not just in serving. I know we've talked about it in the podcast before about being intentional, about being plugged into community coming sure. in on Sundays. Honestly, that's not enough to be plugged into a community, right. uh, as, as good as that is, as important as that is. We need a place where we can connect at a smaller level. Absolutely, you know, if you got a church that, I mean, honestly, really, at, at any any attendance, if you got a church, at some point, it's just too big, it's too disconnected, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really take that many people to get to that point where it's disconnected. And I don't mean disconnected like, like 
not communicating or whatnot, but disconnected from the source of where life change happens. Mm, mm. That's why that, that happens. And honestly, in groups of probably 10 or less, wow. if you look at Jesus, Jesus, the greatest disciple maker of all time, he had 12 dudes. Mm-hmm. He had 12 dudes who he poured into out of, and he had a ton of followers. He, oh, yeah. He'd draw a crowd, mm-hmm. but he had 12 dudes that he poured into intentionally. Right. So, I think I think there's some wisdom uh, behind that and 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 being intentional about finding your team, finding that team that's going to help you honestly grow into who God has called you to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe maybe God is calling you to get past a season. Maybe God is calling you to some forgiveness right now. Maybe God is calling you to be a better husband or a better wife. Or, sure. and, and and what that looks like that that's between you and God. Yeah. Uh, but we want to we want to be intentional about putting ourselves in places that are going to help us yeah. grow. Yeah, I love that because it, it really speaks to, um, again, kind of going with that team idea. Teams have a goal. Like, you don't join a team and they're like, yeah. all right, hey, we're just going to, um, you know, go out there on the field and give like it our cricket. best. No, it's like we're going to win. Um, like, we're, we're here to win games. That's right. And, um, again, like the, the church is the point um, mm-hmm. and, and the church is a force, right? So we're we, God's people, are called to advance his kingdom, um, to to bring heaven to earth, to make things better than we found them, um, to add value. So um, a lot of times in order for us to grow, um, it really takes surrounding yourself with the right people, um, you know, finding those people who are, again, maybe have some of the same philosophy uh, or, um, you know, just worldview as you. And um, I think for us, when we break down our ministry philosophy and uh, one of the first groups that we always encourage people to jump into is our growth track yeah. uh, at Man of Church. So uh, three simple steps, first step, next step, leader step, um, again, just to help you identify and take your next step and grow in who you're called to be. So. Yeah, that, that's good. Um, you know, we've talked about in in the past uh, about growth track. We talked about some some uh, philosophies of ministry that we have, or or maybe even just uh, some some things that we normally do. Some some things that we've adopted into our lives, into our normal rhythm of life that have helped us grow and uh, helped us find some some form of success in, sure. in, in certain areas of life. I mean, we're still growing. We're still learning. We're still plugged in to groups because there is more. God right. God has more for us. So it's not, we're not saying, hey, we reached this level of, of success and we want to pour into it. Hey, we just, we've gone through some of this and we, we've we learned a few things and we just want to bless uh, you guys with, with uh, some of the things that we've learned. Um, but the, you mentioned growth track, Riley. Yeah. And, um, so I know maybe some of our listeners don't know about Growth Track, and and really it's just a, a series of small groups, and the idea is to get people plugged in. If you don't know what small group to get plugged into, that's the perfect one to get plugged into and get started and and, and whatnot. Absolutely, it's not just a place to get started; it's also a place to you got to kind of get to know a little bit more about Mana and and who we are, uh, and our philosophies of ministry and whatnot. But the idea, really, again, is to come alongside you right. and equip and empower you. Hear what God is doing in your life, and how can we help you get to that next step? There you go. So uh, that's that's the heart behind Growth Track, and um, you know it's interesting in Ecclesiastes. Uh, Chapter four. I love this book. This book is so. Um, this book of the Bible, the author of, of Ecclesiastes, is is kind of a, a book of wisdom, really, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. The and teacher. It's, yeah, it's a, mm-hmm. it, I love that. So, um, so he shares uh, in chapter four, verses nine and ten. It says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. Mm. If either of them falls down, one can help the other, but pity the the one who falls by himself. Mm. And uh, it, it's just. When we talk about finding your team, there's there's a there's always times in our lives where we need people around mm-hmm. us. Come on, and 
the tough part is when we get to those seasons and we look around and there's nobody around because we haven't cultivated or invested or even been intentional about building relationships. And right. then we find ourselves in a place where we need to and we try to bring those relationships in. And that that's good. That's good. I'm not saying there's never really a bad time to start. Right. But if you only wait till you're in a, in a time where you need people to start building those relationships, it's just, those relationships are not going to be what you need them sure. to be because it takes time. Right. And intention and and seasons of life to build relationships. Absolutely. So, uh, being intentional um, about being plugged into a small group, finding your team and and whatnot. That's that's it's just it's a way of life that that I don't know how not to be that way. Well, well, I can use a, a, a double double negative there. Excellent use of the double negative. There we go. Yeah, dude. Honestly, um, you know, just kind of thinking about how. Um, the wisdom in those verses you just shared have um, impacted my walk with Jesus and, you know, what it's looked like around me, bro. A recent example, um, you know, kind of stepping into this church planting season. Um, I felt like God, um, I think it's easy uh, for leaders, uh, particularly in the church world. So if you're coming out of like, um, you know, just corporate business or, you know, military background, yeah. you're, you're kind of used to competing against your peers um, to excel. So That's you, you yeah. kind of check over the fence and like, okay, I got to do better than this guy. I want to make sure I get promoted, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and competition's healthy. So it's not like um, you're doing it in a way to kind of undermine people mm-hmm. or tank them. Um, there's a healthy competition that makes us better. Um, but then when it comes to like the church world, you know, it's like, okay, I don't want to necessarily compete with my bros. Um, bro, God reminded me, uh, he, it was just in my devotion time. He's like, this is the cost of competition. And uh, he was talking about the song that Saul, King Saul, reacted to, uh, where the ladies were singing, Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, so he kind of heard those lyrics and he was like, oh, they think he's better than me? Like, Yeah, they, he saw him as a threat. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, well, dude, that is a, actually an old song. Uh, I think I found it in Deuteronomy. Um, and, and wow. it, bro, again, just nerding out. So God just kind of spoke to me in that devotion time. He was like, he misheard the lyrics. And I'm like, what? And so I start Googling, like 1,000, 10,000. And then there's um, a lyric, some lyrics that Moses wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, as they were starting to go through the wilderness and routing people on their way to the promised land, um, the song said, this is what they will say of the men of Israel. One can put a thousand to flight, but two can put 10,000 to flight. Wow. So really what, well, I can't say really because I'm not trying to execute the word there, but he could have heard it like they're saying because you are two or better than one because right. you have a good return for your labor. Right. So because you and David are two working together, we're seeing these multiplying results, the results yeah. instead of you just getting a thousand and David just getting a thousand. Uh, so personally for me, um, just looking at how the lead pastor role is for mm-hmm. me, um, there, there's a peer of mine who God has kind of say, Hey, you, you and this guy, two, two and one, like, mm. like stay together. That's good. That's good. Um, because if one of you fall down, the other can help. Um, but pity the one who who falls by himself and there's no one yeah. um, cuz leadership's lonely and it's mm-hmm. nice to be able to even at that level where you're the only one in your organization who does that job i found a small group of people who are peers That's where good. we can hold each other accountable so so just so what you're saying is that the way that Saul should have looked at this is David couldn't do what he does without, without him. me. Come on, bro. Dude, that's so that's powerful. And that's humility. It is. <laughs> it, and it's it's powerful. So and it's not just humility. So if 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 Saul 
mm-hmm. would have looked at it. And we're just using this, as, we're chopping this example sure, up. Sure. But if Saul would have taken that, it probably would have, in, in that way, if he would have taken that in that way, mm-hmm. it probably would have motivated him to raise up more David. Come on. Because, see, the idea is, is as we're planting churches, we're, we're here to glorify God by equipping his people to change their world. That's right. Look, and if that if that dude takes off, awesome. That should encourage me to invest in more people because mm. clearly there, there there's something going on with, with what I'm doing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's powerful. Because well, the thing is, kings can either build castles or kingdoms. Like it, so, you can build your castle, and you're just all safe up behind your walls, right? That's awesome. Uh, but if you build a kingdom, then it's like, no, I need to put this person in leadership here. I need to put this person in leadership here, and you're empowering. So, anyways, we're we're ranting. Yeah, yeah, we we, <laughs> we, we could. We, this could have been its own topic, dude. That's that's, <laughs> but that's cool. That's so that I think that that perspective is something that's easy. Is, is very easily missed is uh, the level of investment, the place that that God has put. When we talk about, hey, we believe God has made you on purpose for a purpose, mm. and and we want to see you grow into who God has called you to be. That that's part of the reason why, because yeah. there's fruit that comes out of that labor, right? And and that that's what furthers God's kingdom. That's what we're after. Come on, bro. You know, that's that's as leaders in the church, as pastors, we, that's what we're after. We we want to see you grow into who God has called you to be, because we believe that there's fruit that right. comes out of that that furthers God's kingdom, right. and that's how I can have a direct impact into that. And as a church leader, honestly, as a small group leader, you can have a place in that mm-hmm. um so but yeah yeah we're, we're we're getting into into something else right now uh but <laughs> so the 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 content that we're going to be diving into today actually so this is going to be another two-parter so we're going to do part one and then next episode we'll we'll do part two and uh the idea of this we're, we're talking about finding your team but we're looking at it from the perspective as how to grow as a leader yeah uh and specifically in in whatever areas of influence god has you so we, we don't want to just keep this isolated to just like church leadership no sure. in marriage and ministry uh in your family and your workplace whatever area that you have influence i mean if you're if you're a little league coach right like this this is so we believe that you should find your team find your small group but you should also have a group of mentors a group of people that are speaking into your life and that's what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about today specifically uh, about three kinds of mentors and it's helpful that just because we we talk about these specific kinds of mentors that doesn't mean that these are the only types of mentors sure uh, we're following a, a guide from from our growth track and this is where where we get uh, we've gotten some of the content for today but that that's what we we wanna we wanna share these types of mentors because we believe that when you when you know the tool that you need the right mm-hmm. tool for the job yep. then then the job just gets so much easier so good so we 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 want to equip you with uh, defining these specific mentoring roles so that you can go out and find the one that's best suited for you where you're at in your season of life it's good it's good so <clears throat> have you um, I know I know Riley you and me have taken this approach of, of, of having mentors in, in our walk with Christ. But what does that look like for you whenever we, we whenever I'm talking about like bringing other people in specifically to to fit a, se- a season of life or mm. a specific area of life where I'm, I'm being called like I need to grow in this area. Sure. What, what does that look like for you? Yeah, um, I guess when you're, you're talking about skill based um, um, and again, I know we have different um I guess levels of intensity when it comes to to mentoring. Um, so you know, it could be an intensive mentor, where yeah. it's like, "Hey, I need to meet with you every week, um, so we can either grow in this area or, sp- or bring about this change, or whatever that looks like." Or maybe it's just something occasional. Yeah. Um, 
particularly in ministry, because um, I was coming out of a different context. Um, a lot of my military skills weren't directly transferable. Yeah. Um, obviously, um, you know, that was, there were some divine things where God just kind of set it up and it worked. Um, but, uh, you know, like, okay, how to study the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to craft messages and, and things of that nature. Um, I got with our teaching pastor, so Jonathan Fletcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's on staff, man of church, Fayetteville, um, Fort Bragg. And basically said, hey, bro, I want to grow in this area. How can you develop me? Um, so you have to do the, um, at least for us guys, the awkward thing of bro dating where you basically <laughs> ask another dude out like, hey, yeah. you know, will you do this? Um, but well, honestly, that's what it looked like. Yeah. Um, you set expectations. Um, and as the mentee, so as the person receiving the mentorship, um, I always tried to, to set those expectations. That's good. Um, yeah. One, it just kind of communicates that I'm squared away. So the person, um, whoever I'm asking for help, um, I don't want to waste their time. Um, I mean, obviously, that's why I'm looking up at them because they're where I want to be. And so, again, I always approach them like, hey, um, so Tuesdays at, at 1.30, um, do you have about 45 minutes where we can just kind of chop over how you go into sermon prep and those things um so you make it consistent um i always show up and i take advantage of that opportunity to um basically glean whatever i can glean by asking smart questions um and and again being hungry um so again i always i always put that on myself as the mentee to again define the relationship um i try to have uh, I know we're going to kind of probably dive into 360 mentoring at some point in yeah. this conversation, uh, but I try to keep people in my up. So my mentors, those yeah. pouring into me, um, I try to check certain boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, I always want that, that spiritual person uh, yeah. that who can just hold me accountable. Like, hey, how's your devotions? How's your soul? That kind of stuff. Um, then I want that practical person. Uh, this is someone who probably is outside of you know, church is like their job. So yeah. maybe not a pastor, mm-hmm. uh, but someone whose family is like, when I am their age, I want my family to look that way. Yeah. Um, so I always keep that person um, who can basically encourage me, correct me mm-hmm. as a husband, as a father, um, those kind of things. And then I have that extremely um, dialed in leadership person because I'm always trying to sharpen my leadership blade. Um, so this person is like, I mean, I'll just be honest, it's Michael, Michael Fletcher, <laughs> where it's just every time I'm in the room with that person, I'm like, yeah, there's a gap. Uh, <laughs> there is so much I need to learn and grow in. Yeah. Uh, but I keep individuals to check those boxes in my life so I can grow into who God's called me to be. So That's awesome. Yeah, it, um, very similarly, just because obviously we, we've taken very similar approaches and philosophies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, the 360 mentoring is a, is a huge plus. It's a way of, of understanding where you need to fill, right. uh, where you need to fill specific, men, uh, well, where you need to fill mentors. Sure. There's, what kind of mentors in those areas? I think that that, that may change and vary from uh, from season to season. Uh, and when I say seasons of life, I don't, I mean, it could be, it could be a few months. It could be a number of years mm-hmm. it, it, there could be lifelong mentoring relationships that's right uh so it just depends on 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 what the natural relationship is along with whatever whatever it is that 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 you need right um and of course the the mentor who what what can that person obviously take on and what kind of role that person can play uh in your life so all those things have have factors um 
I love what you you communicated about expectations. Mm. So that that's crucial. I, oh, I yeah. believe that that mentoring relationships that don't go well, oftentimes it's because of that. There has not been clear expectations that right. have been set right. uh, by both. So I think as as the mentee, the person being mentored, yes, you should come in with, you should know exactly what it is that that you want. Uh, or that you're looking for, sure. and you should be clear in communicating that. And then the mentor should, if if there's any objection or hey, I can do that, but I can't do this or whatnot, then the mentor needs to communicate that as well. I think Absolutely. when when you do that ahead of time, that's that's of value because you hate to go through months of something and then, you know, the mentor feeling like, well, this person doesn't really mm-hmm. listen to what I tell them. And right. I tell you, I've been on on both sides of that equation. It just doesn't. It doesn't work, and so so being intentional about having those conversations up front is is crucial. Um, how does how does how do you feel this is added? You talked a little bit about how you can see your family and be like, okay, that's what I want my family to look like when I get to that age. But other areas of your life, how do you feel like it's added value just by maintaining these group of mentors? And you know, we're we're, we're going to go with three sixty mentoring. Um, uh, typically, you'd have uh, one to three mentors that are mm-hmm. pouring into you. Sure. Uh, and then you want to have one to three people that you're pouring into mm-hmm. uh, as well. So find the people that you can you know, pour into as well. And then you have inside and outside, like, like you mentioned, someone maybe that's directly related to your, level. Mm-hmm. to your level and where you're at. And then uh, maybe someone who's outside but uh, is, is kind of on your level as well. And when I when we mean outside and inside – more along the lines of like, okay, so I, I want people to mentor what I do, my craft, right. you know, my, my, uh, as a pastor. Uh, but then I also want people that can speak into my life that maybe, maybe they're not pastors or something like that. So, so I think that, that when we talk about inside and outside, that's, that's kind of what we're talking about. Those are more like peer mentors, right. but, uh, but they're people that you can be open with. So anyways, just wanted to clarify that for our listeners, but, uh, how is, how is this, how is basically taking this 360 mentoring and adopting it to your life how has that added value to your life yeah um i'm a big structure guy um and it's because i naturally gravitate towards like chaos um so like um, I have to force myself to plan. Bro, that is gold. Like <laughs> I can tell you right now, that's gold. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and, and Mike is speaking from like experience because he knows me. So like a lot of well, times, I'm the same way. <laughs> well, I do a lot of times I get myself in trouble because I'm a very spontaneous person. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Um, and so I know I need that structure. And um, really, what 360 mentoring has done for me, like extremely practical, it's kind of defined. Um, my most important relationships. That's good. Um, yeah. So again, like I spent a lot of time with my intensive relationships and I know we're going to chop that up in a moment. Um, but most of my intensive relationships are down at this point in my life. So it's the mm-hmm. people I'm discipling, the people I'm pouring into. And you would think that, well, how's that making you better? Uh, well, scripture talks about you reap what you sow and, mm-hmm. and, and, so, and this whole principle of sowing and reaping. So as I invest in those relationships, I get fruit from it. Like there's a harvest for me by pouring in individuals, uh, which is why we encourage people to lead. Mm-hmm. Um, like even me leading this church and planting these churches, God is taking me through that entire process because he wants to develop me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so, you know, part of me is a little bit timid, like, man, God, like how many people have to suffer so you can get your point across <laughs> to me? <laughs> um, and he's faithful. So I, I you yeah. know, I, I'm not overly concerned, but it just blows me away how intense he is about mm-hmm. our relationships with him. Um, and so, yeah, like it, 
embracing a 360 model of mentoring just kind of it, it it basically mo- modifies my calendar it shows me um and again i'm trying to be like nice and not be callous here um but who can trump who in a conversation um <laughs> so if i if i look at the 12 names i have on my 360 and the phone rings i i answer it mm-hmm. regardless of what time of day it is um if it's not one of those 12 then maybe it's I'll call you tomorrow or, yeah, or that kind depending. of thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I, um, get, I get what you mean. And then I hold myself accountable. So um, this is uniquely to me, so I'm not saying this is how um, everyone needs to work their 360. Um, but I make sure I check in with those people. on, a, mm-hmm. on a, Again, if it's intensive, weekly basis. Um, some of them, daily basis. Yeah. And it's just because of the nature of the relationship. So uh, I think that's the most practical um, thing and how it shaped me. And um, again, I do feel accountable to those people. Um, no one wants to let anybody down, right? Yeah. And so I think when you surround yourself um, with groups of people who are as committed to moving where you want to move as you are, you'll grow. Yeah. I like, uh, so th- the season of life that you're in right now, when you talked about the, those intensive relationships are more down, mm-hmm. um, it, I kind of got the idea. I, I went back to your example of Saul. So mm-hmm. y- y- you're looking at it from the way that Saul, in that example, should have looked at it. Gotcha. Uh, so when you're leading people in your building, say you got this leader that's just taking off and yeah. you kind of turn them loose. Um, so that's when you're you're being intensive about building those leaders so that they can take off you don't want them to stay idle you don't want them to be under you the whole time right. you want them to go that's right because then when they go they get to do the same thing there you go and then you get to bring you, you now there's more room for you to bring someone else in come on look i'm i'm just telling you right now multiplying leaders there's there's some, there's some there's just some cool stuff in that mm-hmm. and and i will tell you god god uh god will We'll run you through the ringer uh, trying to just it, it, honestly, I, I learned me personally. I've learned so much through building people and building relationships about myself. Yeah, it's just crazy. And and God, God kills things in me because through those relationships, because, you know, I come to these places where I'm like, this isn't right. Or maybe I feel a certain way or mm. a, a type of way about something or about a conversation or something. And then I take it to God wow. and then God comes in and, and he's like, well, Look, let's 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 talk about this. Let's forget about them and let's talk about this. And, wow. um, and that that creates an opportunity for me to grow and to be a better leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and and I think not, God doesn't just honor that; He wants that for sure, us. Sure. He wants us to to grow. So, yeah, adding value. Uh, th- this has added tremendous value to me uh, in my growth, uh, not just in my way, the way I look at things. So, perspective wise, uh, definitely. Uh, as added value, but honestly, uh, if you if you sat down and and sat my kids down and talked to them and asked them how has people speaking into my life added value to mm-hmm. to that, I think that they would all say that it's added tremendous value. Wow. And my older girls, they they remember what I was like sure. before I before I knew Jesus. And look, I'm not I'm not saying I was this monster or anything like that, but um, there's a clear difference for sure. There's yeah. a clear, clear, and there should be right. uh difference in, in the way that I was and the way that I am now. My wife will tell you the same thing. And, and it's not that I'm perfect. I haven't figured everything out, but, um, you know, God is good. That's God right, man. Good. Come on. So we're going to talk about intensive and occasional mentors uh, throughout these next two episodes. Uh, I know you've heard us use those words. So intensive mentors are more intentional. So these are relationships or um, mentoring relationships where you're going to be intensively you're, you're probably going to be meeting with this person uh, like almost every week or sure. maybe once a month it, there is there's a consistent 
often or a consistent rhythm that you will meet with them and, and you'll you'll meet with these people um, a lot. Uh, so we'll talk about we'll talk about three specific kinds of mentors that are intensive mentors, and then next next month we're going to talk on the next episode we're going to talk about occasional mentors, and those are absolutely of value. So I think sometimes we get the idea we'll only meet with them every once in a while. Um, or maybe I only meet with them when this issue rises up. Like, uh, there's some occasional mentors that I go and talk to. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I've like, you know what, I've hit a wall with this situation, and I'm like, I know this person's good, so I just, hey, can I can I talk with you? Can I can I share w- w- what's going on? And 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 you kind of help me out. So occasional mentors are great, but it's important to build in those relationships right. outside of those times. People don't want to always feel like like. I think mentors always kind of have this idea. It's okay, they want to pour into people. Uh, so, so they kind of get that part of it, but I think it's important also to, um, try to build that relationship outside Mm -hmm. of the times you meet so that people kind of get that sense of appreciation for it. For sure. So, um, so the three, the three different kinds of mentors that we're going to talk about today and intensive mentors, um, and, and, you know, you could have different ones. Uh, we're just going to talk about these three. Uh, they're the discipler, the spiritual guide, uh, and the coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, we're going to use some examples about what that's looked like for us uh, specifically. Uh, but we'll start out with the the discipler. And, and this is a person that's going to come alongside you and probably help you with some foundational stuff sure, in your sure. faith. Uh, it's going to help you uh, grow maybe in, in, in how to understand the Bible, how to read the Bible. Oh, yeah. Yep. Mean, th- those are all, believe it or not, those are, those are things that I've had to learn to do. And if you're if everybody's going to be completely honest with themselves, everybody has to learn to to read the Bible. It's That's not right. just it's not just learning the English language and, and reading <laughs> it. You know, and like I, I can read, I can read the Bible. Sure, so there, yeah. there's some there's some depth to it. I was uh, I was actually just in my devotion time earlier this week. I was I was thinking about because I have I have one of those journaling Bibles. Yeah, man, and I love that. So uh, I was writing in in this uh, in one of my journaling Bibles, and you know there was something that I wrote there, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But then it, there was like this depth that God had poured into me um, that that in that sp- earlier this week that was not different, but just deeper. And I could tell that it was deeper than what I had written a couple mm. years ago in my Bible. It took a lap, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's kind of this thing where where I'm I'm learning that uh, we're, we're the more you read, the more time you spend with God in prayer, in meditation, inviting uh, the Holy Spirit in. Yeah. The more you do that, the more uh, you spend time reading the Bible. Um, the more that the, you start dealing with different kind because you're growing, you start dealing with different kinds of issues. So you mm-hmm. deal with certain issues. God kind of maybe coaches you and mentors you, and you got other people around you. So so you go through that season, but then the next season of life, since you, that's no longer an issue for you, right. now you're going through the Bible again. You go through that same passage, and then all of a sudden, there's a, a, a deeper meaning and a deeper understanding because God has brought you to another depth. Right. In that, so when I say, "Hey, learning to read the Bible," you best believe mm. that that that's that's a that's something that we all need to go through. No doubt, bro. Yeah, dude. I think um, again, like what discipler looks like um, for me right now is I, I I function more in this role than I'm receiving in in the discipler role, and it, right, again, it's right. just because of um, you know where I am in in life um, and ministry. Um, so, um, yeah, I think. I think I immediately think of the group first step uh, when it comes to, um, again, helping people get these firm foundation, these healthy habits, um, 
and I know Mike and I, we've talked about it before, uh, but I highly recommend, like if you're just looking for some simple habits to apply to your life to help you become a more um, Christ-like Jesus follower, a disciple, um, look at those nine healthy habits um, that we talk about in First Step. Um, and again, just simply apply them to your life. Um, find people who are embracing those habits as well. Um, learn some lessons from them. And uh, again, you'll, you'll grow. Um, it, it's as simple as adding daily habits to your life because that's what makes your life the things you do daily so that's good so you want to find someone if look if you if you have not gone through if you have not brought in a discipler in your life in the past i I would encourage you to to take it to take that step to invite someone who's maybe further along in their spiritual walk than than you are and maybe you've been doing this for a couple years i would still encourage you Mm -hmm. to do that um it's funny i was just sharing with uh with my team i apologize if y'all hear the the water dripping Mm. i'm just making me liquid gold coffee yeah come on (laughs) come on man (laughs) but uh you know I, i was just sharing with uh with our lead team here uh this this week where we were talking about, um, you know, first step and how important it is. And, you know, we, we want everybody to go through first step. Right. We want everybody that comes through the doors at Mana Church and is going to get plugged in and whatnot. We want you to start at first step. That's right. And, you know, maybe maybe you have a healthy relationship with sure. God. But uh, shout out to uh, Pastor Joe Adams, a, Colo- a Mana Church, Colorado Springs. Mm, um mm. This was something that that he shared with me one time that I was in a um, I was in when I first started at Mana I was uh, I was in in his men's group brother you were you were there too mm-hmm. but um, yeah. something that he said one time really stuck with me uh, and it was a, a Lombardi and I, I'm I'm not gonna quote it because I know I will misquote it <laughs> but I'm gonna, so I'm gonna paraphrase it but it's something that Vince Lombardi said that that he shared with us in the group that uh, basically superstars. They, they're just expert at the fundamentals, fundamentals yeah, at yeah. the fundamentals. And to me, these healthy habits that we talk about in first step, that's what that is. So you can never get too much fundamentals in you the, the, the way I see it. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I think that, that this is this being a discipler and having a discipler around you is, um, and, and growing and learning more in these healthy habits is, is vital to, to your, to your spiritual growth. So the second person we're going to talk about, second mentor, is a spiritual guide. Yeah. And uh, anyway, Riley, you want to share a little bit more about what the spiritual guide is and, and how we can uh, look for that person? Yeah. So um, if you if you look at the discipler, <clears throat> again, keyword there is um, doing and um, again, like that, that whole formation of becoming a Christ follower. <clears throat> spiritual guide, um, this is more about how you become. Um, so this is... Uh, if I can say it this way, is a little bit more strategic kind of thinking. Um, they, they share wisdom, uh, life philosophy, reinforce on uh, the healthy habits that you establish as a disciple. So, for example, um, three of the healthy habits that we have for love God. So, so for that value in our life, we read the Bible, we worship, we pray. Um, so as a discipler, I would simply teach you those things like do these things um but then the spiritual god would come in and say okay here's why we do these things um when you pray it's a conversation with god so it's more about the becoming piece as opposed to just the practical how-to piece um same thing with you know reading scripture like you know don't just read scripture to check the box on your reading plan but read it to hear from god so you look at the logos the text to get a rhema, to get something that God breathes yeah. on and adds life. Um, and again, this spiritual guy, this person, um, they can take you through a season of life. So maybe um, 
Maybe you're struggling to hear from God, right? Um, and you're like, okay, I have the habits. Like I get up and I read every day and I read faithfully. What am I missing? Maybe it's time for you to seek out an, an intensive mentor, a spiritual guide. But like, okay, yeah. what what am I missing here? And they can just kind of slowly take you through that process. Um, so again, a little bit different um, thing you're trying to tackle here when it comes to the spiritual guide. But the, the key word is being. So we looked at the doing with the discipler. Now we're looking at the being. Yeah. Like how do you sit and rest with God? So, And, and I love that. So um one of the things that, that that I've learned as I've transitioned more into a leadership role, and really now as a pastor, that I this would, what I've learned is that there's one it's one thing to learn something and to learn it like okay I understand the concept I understand how to do this concept that that's great and that's awesome but it's a completely different thing to step into that and walk that out there's uh-huh. a there's a realness to to dealing with the situations that come with that. That you know how to how to how you know the practical um, applications on how to deal with certain situations, right? But there's 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 something completely different to the realness of it. Uh, sometimes, honestly, that spiritual guide is just that person that can come alongside you and, and just listen to you, listen to the struggles that you got for sure. Uh, so it, it's definitely a, a really really important um, person to have. And you know, sometimes I think we we enter into into these relationships, especially the intensive relationships, and we think that, hey, this relationship is going to be ongoing. Sure. Uh, you know, spiritual guide may just be around for a season. Sure. It may just be that person that's just coming alongside you for this season. Maybe you're wrestling with forgiveness or unforgiveness, mm-hmm. and, and you need someone who's maybe maybe can connect with you on a level that understands how you're feeling and has walked this out to help you walk that out. Right. Like, you know, you have to forgive, you know how to forgive, but it's like that someone's, you need someone to be able to talk to yeah, and kind of unlock it for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. 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 Even some of the, again, like spiritual guide, it sounds like super spiritual, right? But some of it's super practical, mm-hmm. um, like finances, uh, finances are spiritual. Again, they, they, they come at it from the lens of, Okay, here's the biblical philosophy behind stewardship, how we handle money, how we live to give and generosity. Um, so, again, that's a place where a spiritual guide for a season can come alongside you and help you in the area that you're trying to grow. So, Awesome. So the third person that we're going to talk about, the third mentor, is a coach. And this is this is probably pretty easily relatable. I think a lot of us, even, even if if you just played little league like, sure. like me maybe maybe i just played little league man. Oh, I, I, man i didn't i didn't play with the big boys i don't know man i've seen you on the court <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know i've seen me on the court too <laughs> there's a reason why i'm saying that cuz i i don't want to say hey you know that i played high school when not in and uh like man you don't look like you played high school <laughs> i played in pe yeah that played counts in PE. yes <laughs> yes anyways um so the coach, the coach is, is uh, another mentor, and this is an intensive mentor specifically because uh, a lot of times when we need coaching in something, we're trying to build a habit. We're sure. trying to, to strengthen a habit or build a habit, Skill, and that yep. takes persistence and consistent intentionality. Right. So it's, it really is skill-based. That's right. Uh, so if you're trying to grow in a specific area, hey, I need to learn how to be a, a you're an awesome father. Like how, what do you do sure. practically? Yep. And you know, this kind of person, like I, if someone asked me that, I would say, just, just come hang out with us for dinner. Yep. See, see the kind of uh, shenanigans that we deal with <laughs> the other day. Actually, no, that the other day, this was just last night. I'm sitting there, uh, we were, we were cleaning up after dinner, Satin and I are cleaning up after dinner and, uh, 
uh, Daniel, we our house, the way it, it, it's laid out, the first floor is you can run around in a circle. Like you can go uh, from the kitchen into this back room that we have, this back den, and then down a hallway, and it'll come out to the front door, yep. and then into our living room, and then dining room, and back into the kitchen. So it's just this big circle. So naturally, if there's a big circle, kids are going to want to run in that big circle. Yeah, go left. Yeah, like that's, that's all they want to do. It's like NASCAR in our that's house. Right. But, so um, Daniel, who's three years old, is our, our son. He's literally running in circles through the circle in the house. And clearly because it's... It, it's just i'm like dude like why why you're mm. gonna you're running through the kitchen you're just like every instinct as a father that, yeah, that shut I, it dude, down yeah <laughs> it's, but it's just this thing where where then that, that and then Alyssa's running right behind them mm. so he they're chasing each other with lightsabers oh good so yeah good. i mean there, there's nothing fragile there's no tv because that that like our God bless my TV because it, it has received some punishment. It's built to last. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good <laughs> it's purchase. Received, it's received some punishment. Uh, lifesaver strikes, all kinds of stuff. Mm. So anyways, but. That best car TV? There, and then yes. they're screaming. Like, ah, oh, boy. and all that stuff. And, and I, man, I just, the way I grew up, I, I grew up that, that just, like, my dad would shut that down quick. Mm. Mm. So I just. I don't see necessarily anything wrong with it. It just drives me crazy. That's oh, for all. sure. Yeah. So sat and looked at me and, and I was like, oh my goodness, these kids are going to drive me crazy. She's like, they're just being kids. And I'm like, I know, I know. So I didn't say anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so that, those learning how to be a father, that's like, if someone asked me, Hey, how can, how can you, you know, how can I grow as a father? Mm. I just be like, come, come and experience the chaos at my house and see, see how I handle it. Sometimes <laughs> I handle it great. Sometimes I don't. But that's just a, an in-depth look. Because, that's good, bro. Yeah, it, it just look and see how I handle it. Because yeah. uh, there is a, I can assure you, there when when the way I parent, um, probably every parent can relate to this. There's yeah. an internal struggle, uh, internal wrestling with God as to how you want to execute your will and whether or not we just want to let them be kids sometimes. Yeah, dude. Um, so again, I'm not saying this, this is, I'm not even going to say this is right. I'm going to say it's wrong, um, what I'm about to say. Um, but dude, one of the things I react to, um, and again, I'm, I know this is wrong because, um, <laughs> you know, football is different than basketball. Right. Um, and so sometimes when I look at the sidelines of the NFL, I'm like, that dude's never played football in his life. Like, if he went out there on that field, he would be destroyed. Like, he, he wouldn't make it. Um, but then you look at basketball coaches, and a lot of them are former players. Yeah. And so it seems like they can kind of carry a little bit more weight in the locker room. Um, like an NFL coach, they usually have to win and have that reputation before right. they kind of get that respect mm -hmm. from just anybody, right? Especially players, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At that level. And so um, I remember the story about Larry Bird. Um, so, you know, he, he's coached, um, and he's also like, um, I think one of the top executives for the Indiana Pacers. And, yeah. uh, this is a Paul George story. So Paul George, that's when like the Pacers were kind of making championships yeah. runs and yeah. then they get beat by LeBron. Like most people do. Um, and get bounced out of the playoffs. So um, <laughs> this is a. We just want to be clear on that. Yeah, just <laughs> it's for the listeners. Um, so Paul George is, is shooting around, and somehow a ball just happened to rolls over out of bounds. So to the to to the side of the court where Larry Bird is, Larry Bird picks up the ball and casually drains it from out of bounds, like beyond yeah, the NBA, yeah. and then just walks off. Yeah. And instantly has everyone's respect. Um, and so, like, what you're describing about, hey, if you want to learn how to be a dad, come over to my house. Yes. Um, I, I think as coaches, I don't want us to lose that. And I love NFL coaches. Yeah. Uh, but there is something about um, 
when I'm around Michael and I watch the way he leads a meeting mm-hmm. or around around Chris or, or around other high level leaders mm-hmm. doing what they're coaching me to do. I think there's a different level of impartation. Um, there is. Yeah. That you can only get from observation. So, um, yeah, I, I love that. I think so. Maybe that's a place to communicate those those requests. I don't know if expectations sure. or whatnot, but yeah, you know, I, as a, as a mentor, that's that's I would invite that person. Yeah, can I come watch you? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yep. Um, uh, or or you know, if you're the mentor, you can say, hey, you know, I can tell you all this stuff, and yeah. we'll talk about it. But there's it's just different seeing people handle things uh, than it's kind of like if you sat a soldier down and you talk to them about like, hey. What what does your training tell you about a firefight? Mm. Well, this is what you're going to do, and this is what you have to do. And if this happens, you like the training's all yeah, there. You got the books. Yep. You got the books. Mm-hmm. But when you're in it, <laughs> panic. <laughs> what what what's actually happening? So, uh, I think that that's that's the value. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a huge difference between your and I, and I know that that's 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 a, an example that maybe maybe some of our listeners just never experienced. Uh, but there's some truth in that example that, that really relates to all kinds of skills that we're trying to learn. Sure. So, uh, building structure and discipline, like you talked about this, this is, uh, a lot of times what a coach does is sometimes we, we know what we need to do, but maybe we lack the the strength or the spiritual discipline to do that. So you bring someone in that's going to basically yell in your ear. Like I I love, we we talk about CT Fletcher. Mm. We talk about the (laughs) CT Fletcher, man. Uh, this guy is like what he's a bodybuilder and uh yeah. like was was crazy about him was was so like it's i don't want to say significant but what's most impactful about him is the way he talks to people mm-hmm. like it's definitely not kid appropriate he's like how many reps are we gonna do how many how many <laughs> until you can't do no more that's how many <laughs> listen listen for our listeners that don't know who this guy is oh um, man and maybe you don't want to go google him because he the dude cusses like crazy yeah, but it's not focused on the family yeah approved. definitely line up yeah but, but it's hilarious. This this one story, this will tell you exactly what this dude's mentality is. Is um, he he uh, I was watching this video and he's when he was a young guy, just new into to bodybuilding and weightlifting and whatnot. Like he he was he was big dude, mm-hmm. massive, huge. Oh yeah. And he would walk into the the weight room like for these competitions. Competitions, yeah. And then before before the like everybody's in there like just lifting weights and we're not getting ready for the competition and this dude would walk into the weight rooms like all right which one of y'all is coming in second because ain't none of y'all beat me today mm, <laughs> mm. so that's this dude's mentality and um sometimes we just need someone to come alongside us with that level of mentality yeah. with that little of of, of, of psychoness right you know? a little bit of crazy uh, yeah, to yeah. just raise our level man raise our game to that level and 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 you know hey as as I've been learning this year, if you if you run with horses and mm. they tire tire you out, or sorry, if you run with humans and they tire you out, then mm-hmm. how are you gonna run with horses? Mm. So sometimes we got to raise our game. That's good. Sometimes man. God is calling us to raise our game. We need to bring people around us that can do that. Wow. Uh, yeah, coach also may not be a friend. So honestly, these people right here, it's great if you can develop a personal relationship with sure, them, a friendship. Sure. But the truth is that. Some of these uh, mentors that we come in that come into our lives, they they may not be our friend. They sure. may just be there for that season and for this specific purpose. Yeah, like a consultant. Yeah. Like, yep. And honestly, that that kind of helps, particularly like as you um you know clearly define these mentor relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so because you know proximity and you know the amount of time you spend with a person, they can kind of blur those lines. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, you you have a disciple or this person's helping you become a Christian, and that naturally matures into a friendship or something. Right. Like that. Right. Right. Um, 
like that's helpful. Um, but then there are times and we're people. So sometimes it's hard to communicate um, the level of truth you need to because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings because yeah, yeah. you're invested in a relationship. It's like, man, mm-hmm. our kids are married, so I don't want to tell you that your breath stinks. Right, like, you know, right. like, uh, <laughs> you know that, that kind of thing. So bringing in an outside person, um, like, hey, I, I just need you to like be brutally honest with me, yeah. and neither one of us is going to be offended. Um, that's helpful. So It is. Yeah. It is very, very helpful. So, well, that's all the time we got for today. Uh, I want to thank our listeners for joining us today on this another episode of the Tailgate Pod. Uh, we love you guys. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast content. We love you all. We'll see you next month.